Before we get absolutely mortal, I'd like to remind everyone that this podcast contains two pissed up gays with their opinions, rants and raves in life and overall explicit content, which we know you will love. Everyone and anyone is welcome to this podcast, so strap yourself in, pour yourself a large one, down it like me and pour another and let's get this going and let's read between the wines. Episode four now? Episode four. Four. Yeah. And I'm feeling slightly more alive this week than I did last week because I was in a bit of a state when we filmed last week's one or recorded last week's one. I was a bit hungover. Yeah. The wine's bad effects. They don't tell you about that at school. Well, to be honest with you though, I drank just as much wine last night than I did the night, the week, the week before, but I felt a lot better this morning than I did last week because last week I felt like the world was going to end. So you're I was like, more, nah. You're just more used to it, babe. Well, that's fair. That's very true. I am used to it. My blood just... I mean, you could cut me and I'd, I'd bleed Chardonnay, I think. <laughs> anyway, how's the week been? It's been okay. Long again, another long one. This is the last five-day week in May, I think, for me. I'm not mad at that. Well, we're not in May yet. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> we're in April. It's, it's been a long April. I've had quite a good week, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. Been quite nice. Everything's been quite chill this week, which is a bit of a contrast from last week. That was a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, I'm feeling good. Good. I've good. been a bit under the weather, but I'm I'm fine. I survive. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a survivor. Well, I felt like that yesterday and I had a bad headache, like a motherfucker of a headache. But I had a few glasses of wine and it seemed to have solved it. Also, last week we spoke about Oyster Bay sponsoring us. I definitely feel that Solpadine is our next sponsor. Well, I mean, the amount I, we buy and the amount I buy, I mean, that makes me sound like a, I'm addicted. <laughs> so I'm not addicted yet. It's only, you're only addicted if it's a problem. But it, it's not a problem. It feels fucking great. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Well. But we've had lots, again, loads of good feedback and people reaching out to us again yeah. on the TikToks, on the socials. It's been really nice. Absolutely. Like... You know, it just feels like you're not... I mean, I love talking to you, babe, but <laughs> we want other people to hear what we're talking about too. You know what I fucking loved? Um, on the TikTok um, account, when I've seen people that don't like me and make it clear that they don't like me, we don't talk, have viewed the profile. One of them accidentally favourited a video. I was like, yes, went into favourites and it was quickly like removed. But I thought, it's too late, bitch. You it's can't, too late. You can't come back from the finger slip. Well, <laughs> so... <laughs> come from the finger slip I'm sure um but yeah that was quite fun to see that because I can see those bitches are still watching they're still watching absolutely absolutely <laughs> but yeah the feedback has been really lovely it's been great and this week's shout outs I'd like to shout out uh Catherine who's been all over social media with our reposts of yeah our that's videos, really sweet which has been fantastic uh, if you're a friend of Catherine's and you're listening give her a glass of wine. It's funny when you see other people post it on their profiles. I think, oh, God, they've watched it. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. And further to that, I also want to give a massive shout out to Erica. She sent me a really lovely voice note. Which we will now insert here. Hi, Danny. Um, I'm walking to work and guess what I'm doing? I'm listening to yours and Robbie's podcast. <laughs> uh, I listen to the two previous ones every week as it was going out and 
you're making my walk to work breeze. Like honestly, it's so entertaining, so nice. As if um, I'm spending time with you. Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah, so really, thank you, really Erica. Sweet. We really yeah, appreciate your you. feedback. Please stay tuned for more disgusting conversation from us because no doubt it's going to get, you know, pretty grim. We weren't, we're one-trick ponies, and, <laughs> but everyone seems to be loving it, so that's fine. But yeah, rants. I do have a fucking rant this week. And I know, did I rant? I was the rant last week when I did I rant about Alto last week. You did. Yeah, yeah. I ranted about Alto last week, but this one is, is another rant. I fucking hate Facebook attention-seeking assholes, right? Well, I can't stand it. And there's so many of them on my Facebook. I'm not going to name any names because I do plug this podcast on Facebook. And it's nobody that I like. It's nobody that I particularly uh, talk to or particularly have conversations with. But anyway, I can't fucking stand Facebook attention-seekers. And it's happened all fucking week. You know the type of person that tags himself in a hospital? We've all seen these people. They tag themselves in a hospital and then somebody inbox, you're okay? Uh, somebody um, puts on this uh, comments, you okay? Yeah. yeah, I'll inbox you, babe. No fucking, why? Why? Like, you put it on your, your, your post. You've put it on your public wall for everyone to see. Now you don't want to tell people what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. Nothing. Nothing. These are the type of people that fake that they've got headaches and they need brain scans and stuff like this when really you're off your face last night on alcohol and got a fucking hangover, but oh, my head's playing. Checked in at the hospital. Brain scan time. You know, these sort of fucking people. Yeah. I absolutely hate. Same people. The, um, what's it called? That fucking alert that we all got, which I never fucking got. The national oh, yeah. alert. How many people spoke about that on social media? We all got it. We know. We don't need to see your Facebook post about it. No one fucking cares. And so everyone trying to make like funny versions of it, which are like, you know, <sighs> the come dine with me, man. Some other bullshit. Oh, that one was funny. They sad little <laughs> life, Jane. I saw that one on Facebook. I thought, yeah, actually, I quite like that one. But I didn't even get that bloody notification. Like, my fucking shitty network all fucked up I'd be dead by now maybe the government doesn't feel you're worth saving babe well to, to be honest I'd rather not <laughs> check me out if now. it's going to be a national emergency where we're potentially harmed or we're going to be nuked or stuff just fucking do it well that's it I, I do think about I don't want to like, know I don't want to know that there's like an imminent nuclear warhead oh, plunging into who cares who fucking cares anyway yeah so that really annoys me another one and it's um, we're sticking with the theme here is people that can't spell on Facebook or have oh, bad grammar just in general as well on, on group chats on whatsapp as well it's the same thing just drives me insane i'm like are you that uneducated firstly you obviously are uneducated because you're taken to a facebook wall to air all your dirty laundry secondly you have an iphone or an android that has spell check what the fuck is going on how are you still misspelling stuff i don't understand i do not understand how people spell things wrong but they're, they're post these long posts and i think none of this fucking makes sense although i do have a really funny story about um predictive text when it first came out, it was my mother who pointed out that misspelling my name comes up with the word fanny. And the last thing Oh, that's <laughs> happened to me. Do you know what? Our personal trainer's called Danny. And I remember messaging once, like, hi, fanny. Like, just to check that like, he replied. And I obviously didn't look at it. And then I shut the message. And then he um, he replied, fanny low. And I thought, oh, my God, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. But, no, them sort of ones I find funny. When it's a accidental... Um, yeah, that's true. Autocorrect fell. They're funny. Yeah. But when people deliberately misspell things, like, I can't, I can't. But Facebook, it's just, it's, it's honestly, 90% of the people on your social media are not there for your to be your friend. They're there to just be nosy. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a show. A lot of people I used to go to school with are still like, I'm obviously not naming names, but skanks. <laughs> um, so I love reading, to be honest, sometimes I love reading all their arguments and all their drama. I'm like, this is fantastic. But it's not me, not me. And it's like, oh my God, like at least spell right. If you're going to like, <laughs> if you're going to slag someone off and like, if you're going to like cunt your ex off and put yeah. a big paragraph about how you, well, <laughs> I love these type of women as well. All men at the end of the night, they're all out with my girls, out with my boys. Cuts 10pm. Snakes, a lot of them. <laughs> Snakes. I thought, oh, they've had a bottle of vodka and they've got fucking arguing. It's funny, like, by, like, two o'clock in the afternoon, especially bank holiday weekends. It is oh, a bank God. holiday weekend, so I expect to see it. Yeah, yeah out when my girls got the girls round. Here comes the vodka. Eight o'clock, dancing, going live on Facebook. Ten o'clock, all falling out. And then the you just get... Dripping down yeah, their face. you just get the snake emojis. You think, oh, they've all had a fucking falling out, haven't they? Just me and myself from now on. You think, oh, shut up, you fucking idiot. But anyway, that's my that's my rant for this week is Facebook assholes. Well-deserved rant. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's not going to change. I'm still going to view these people's stories. I'm still going to view their posts. They are quite entertaining. But when you're in a mood and you just don't want to see it, nah. they really piss me off. And that was it this week. I just think... How fucking stupid are you? Like, God, no one cares, Carol. No one cares, No one Carol. cares what's going on with you and your kids. Fuck, fuck off. off. Fuck off to Morrison's <laughs> and fucking buy your weekly shop again. Don't Not that we got anything against Morrison's. No. However, it is a breed. <laughs> it's definitely one of the tribes and vibes that we Yeah, Morrison's and Clapham. Oh, imagine <laughs> a Clapham gay in oh Morrison's. Oh, Anyway, in so... LS jogging bottoms or something. Oh, <laughs> God. The Ugg boots that are falling to the side. Yeah. Thug boots, I like to call those. Thug boots. Anyway, episode four. Here so let's... Uh, no more rants. And it was over to you this week to choose the topic. No, it actually wasn't over to me, if I'm honest. I came up with Spaces, oh, Places, yes, Times, did. but then I kind of hijacked this one as well. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't over to me. However, I controlled it a little bit this week and I did suggest this... Um, topic we've again like this one was a hard one this week as well because we had an initial one yeah and then we changed it so yeah this week's one is um experiences of coming out so coming out or i'd like to write or say kicked out of the closet <laughs> so kicked out of the closet the fairy brigade and fag hags because we've all got them we've, we've all, all got, got them. them so yeah experiences of coming out I mean, this is a big subject for me. <laughs> but but what about you? Like, what? Tell I, me about it. I guess I didn't have a traditional like coming out experience. Lots and lots of people in my life always suspected I was. Um, I denied it. I fought it off. Um, I pretended to have crushes on girls, <laughs> uh, as we all did, and probably to the point of obsession. But yeah, I don't know. And then like when I did come out as gay, I was almost expect. Even though I was later in life, I still expected it to be that, you know, that fearful time that you think of that you see on TV shows with kids, like, not sure about telling their parents about it. I didn't have that experience at all. Everyone was so accepting. They were like, wanted to know more. I think for me, it was very, like, well, people knew. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and pretend that people didn't know. I mean, who the fuck was I kidding, pretending to be this straight boy all my life? Like, it just wasn't fooling anyone. However, I thought I was doing a good job. <laughs> I thought, I got this down, everyone thinks I'm, I'm straight, I've got girlfriend, wear chinos, do you know what I mean? I'm straight, <laughs> I'm fucking straight. All you need to be straight is a pair of chinos. All you need to be straight is a pair of chinos and a girlfriend and a can of beer. Done. But it didn't fool anyone. Um, but I actually, I didn't come out, really. Like, I was, I, I, I called this kicked out the closet because I kind of was. 
multiple times actually. So the first time, um, somebody literally, so I was kind of like seeing this guy on the sly. This was before I got into a long-term relationship with any guy and you know, kind of, he got a little bit intense and I was just a bit like, whoa, I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not even out yet. My family don't really know. Of course, they fucking knew. <laughs> um, but he kind of wasn't happy that I wanted to back away a little bit. And I said to him, like, this was the God's honest truth. I said, to be honest with you, like, I've had some fun with you, but I've kind of been speaking to somebody else and I kind of really see this going somewhere. That was also a guy. And that was the person that I wanted to go public with, but it didn't happen this way. And this person got so... I don't want to say jealous, but he, I suppose it is jealous in a way. He created a Instagram profile and inboxed every single person on my Instagram. Oh my God. Telling them that I was seeing him and he knows that the person that I was actually quite liking or falling in love with, shall we say, was cheating on me. And I had messages left, right and centre. And I'm talking people from drama school. I'm talking people from my work at the time. I'm talking friends, family members, cousins, college friends, like the whole fucking lot. Yeah. And I denied it. I was like, I don't know this, what this person's talking about. I put a public story up saying I've been hacked, blah, 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 blah. And then that was it. That was kind of the beginning of it. And then I did eventually come out to my family, but I didn't really come out. I just said, I'm bringing someone home for Christmas, really special to me. And I turned up with a man. Yeah. And that was it. But that was to my immediate family. And then my auntie obviously heard through the grapevine that I got myself a partner. And I suppose she assumed that everybody knew. And she posted on my fucking Facebook wall for everyone to see loads of pictures of rainbow flags and saying, I'm so proud of you. And that's it. Everyone fucking knew at that point. So I thought, you know what? You've done it for me now. I've been kicked out of the fucking closet. Why not? So since then, I've been, yeah, living my best life. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny because... Everyone has this image of coming out as being age-dependent when you're younger. It's, it's pretty scary. I mean, it's scary at any age, right? I think there's always that fear that people that know, you feel know you won't accept you. Like, you always have... I mean, oh, I don't care about that. I couldn't give a shit at this point when it was out. I thought, you know, if you don't like me for who I am, then fuck off. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I really it was at the point where I did not care what people thought. Like, fuck that. Absolutely. No, I don't care what people think. I still don't really care now, to be honest. Like... If you don't like me, then that's fine. That's a their problem, not a you problem. Yeah. You know what I did love, though? Like, pre-coming out, it was, like, sneaking around and doing all these, like, naughty things. And, like, almost felt like I was doing something illegal, like, seeing guys on the sly. And I remember, like, going out. I used to tell my family that I was going away with the girls for the weekend every weekend. <laughs> I weren't going away with the girls for the weekend. I was going to see boys. It was so funny, though, because, you know, last week I spoke about you know, not wanting to go to gay bars in the UK for fear of see bumping into someone you know. So my first gay bar experience was abroad and my first other gay scene things were also abroad because I thought there's bound not to be anyone I know there. Well I didn't I don't I didn't really really sorry. I didn't really feel like I needed to do anything abroad or even out of London. I just found Grinder. <laughs> and that was fantastic because I'd never I'd never used it before and I thought, oh my god, this is brilliant. I can do things on the slide and be so discreet and no one needs to know. Nobody needs to bloody know. Horror story though. Horror story. We'll come on to more horror stories, but this was one of my first experiences with fucking grinder. I was um hungover one Sunday and I was I obviously I oh know, what a fucking <laughs> shocker. And I um downloaded Grinder and I was like this like discreet little closet boy who just was if I'm honest casually meeting people because I wanted to get fixed and I wanted the I liked the idea of being with a boy and not a girl and um I got talking to this guy and he was like do you want to meet up with this other guy 
and we'll have a threesome. And I was like, oh my God, I've never done anything like this before. Like I, I was still in the closet and I was, you know, in my 20s. And I thought, all right, then why not? Like, it's something new to me. And then I kind of picked this guy up in the car. We didn't say a word to each other. Like, I drove to this flat. Beds it. No, it was a flat. It was a flat. I drove to this flat to meet the other guy. And then we kind of went upstairs. You know, things happened. But I didn't have a free... We didn't have a threesome. I kind of took a liking to the other guy that had the flat and he took a liking to me and we kind of just shunned the um, <laughs> the other boy to the side. Um, and we left. I left. After that happened, I left. I went home and he was quite persistent in wanting to see me again. And about a week later or two weeks later, I got talking to somebody else and he was like, oh, you want to come up to my flat? And I was like, all right, then why not? It's a bit naughty. And as I arrived in this flat, I went up the stairs, like not up the stairs, up in the lift. I thought this place looks really familiar. Like, I feel like I've been here before. It was the same fucking flat, but it was a different guy. And I was like, oh God, I've been here before. Do I say anything? Like, <laughs> do I, like, so I kind of was like, oh, um, who did you live here with before we obviously got down to it? And he was like, oh, my flatmate. I thought, oh my God, I've shagged the flatmate. I've shagged the flatmate. What a slut. <laughs> what a slut. Anyway, so I, I didn't, I did both of them. Turns out they weren't flatmates. They were partners. So that I literally met one partner one week and one the other week. To make this even worse, I ended up engaged to one of them. <laughs> so <laughs> that was kind of like, that was a horror story for me. Like I thought, oh my God, I've shagged one and then another week I'm shagging the other. Oh, it got in the way. Well, first of all, it makes me think of a story I had where, yet again, I also went to the same place. I was like, this is not the same person. It wasn't. I don't know, is that the term déjà vu? I don't know. Déjà vu. <laughs> Maybe. But then, it's weird because, I guess, especially when you're in the closet, Grinder is your first port of call, right? That's where you feel like, well, let's investigate it and, like, have a little, you know... Oh, it was my go-to. Grinder was my go-to when I was in the closet. I fucking loved it. the least secretive app in the world. It's Well, it isn't secretive, but you can be secretive on it. I mean, yeah. that's it. You don't have to show a photo. That's true. You, you can send expiring sense. photos and stuff like that. So you don't really need to be out on it. Yeah. But it will come and bite you in the arse. It will come and bite you in the arse. And obviously, I ended up with that person. And we were together for three years. Yeah. But it always got in the way. And even in the early stages, I was like, so I didn't let him know that I chugged his ex. And I was like, so um, you live with your, like, I'm talking number two now, guy number two, not guy number one. I was like, so you live with your flatmate? And he was like, yeah. Turns out they actually ended up flatmates as well. Like okay. they split at this point and I ended up getting with one of them. And then the guy still lived there. Oh, it was weird. <laughs> it was fucking weird. It was awful, actually. Do you think that's a London thing or is that? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's a London thing. Like, I think it happens everywhere. Like, everybody does it. Yeah. It's a gay thing. Yeah, yeah. It's Absolutely. an absolute gay thing. But, I mean, it was fun. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, sneaking around was fun. I mean, it happened a few times when I was in the closet, like, where I nearly got caught out. Yeah. I nearly got caught out. Um, so, let's talk about almost caught moments. Like, what have we got in terms of almost caught moments? Like, what, what have your been your most I'm worrying. never that bad to get caught <laughs> I was never caught I had treaded the boards a little bit and I was a bit close to getting caught but I never was caught I think people questioned it like as I said there's only so many fucking weekends away with the girls <laughs> before your family start to realize you're going off to shag a boy but more importantly for me it's like you see your uncle Derek in in the same gay bar that you were walking <laughs> to who also was in the closet <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, hi, Uncle. You come for us dinner? Oh, well, you know. Do you want to suck you off in the toilet? Oh, my God, that's incest. Ah, <laughs> no way. God, not before a couple of these anyway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I don't think I was ever nearly, like, caught or something. Like, I had some times when I was with women and I got talking to to men, even like men that I'd, I'd known, and we got a little bit suggestive. This guy would send photos to my phone and the girl that I was seeing found out and saw it and that caused a few problems. And I like, you know, frantically denied it and said that I wasn't like having any part of it, but that was a lie. Yeah. I was in the toilet taking photos of myself and sending it while you're sitting in there watching <laughs> Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, it's, it's been those occasions where I've nearly been caught, but I've never actually been caught with someone at all oh actually that's a fucking lie <laughs> wasn't caught with someone right wasn't caught with someone but <laughs> i had a boy in my car right i had a boy in my car and this wasn't we... santa again was it no it wasn't fucking santa <laughs> fucking hell didn't have santa in my car again <laughs> well that weren't my car actually i didn't have him in my car that was his shitty car <laughs> Um, it's slay with Rudolph. Yeah, I weren't, I weren't shagging Santa in the car this time round. It was somebody else, you know what I mean? It was about March time, so he was a bit busy. Anyway, uh, I had a boy in the car and we like did, did things in the car. And he, I did not know this, but he dropped a bottle of fucking poppers down my car seat. Oh, no. And then my grandmother gets in the car and she like, reaches down and goes, What's this? Now she knows what it is because she's, you know, been around the block herself. And she was like, why have you got these in the car? I fucking panicked. I said, it must have been my brother. It must have been my brother. I said, he was in the car with me last. It must have been him. It's in the passenger side. I said, it's not going to be mine, is it? I'm the driver. Don't know how I got away with that. But that was another thing. And that was the start of it. I thought, oh God, like eventually, like I got to a point where I was like wanting to be cool in the yeah. end because I just couldn't be bothered with the pretense anymore. It was so draining. It's funny because, like, thankfully my my mum didn't catch that. But I mean, again, as as a pubescent teenage boy in London, like we all had, you know, our little stash of um, material <laughs> in in the closet in in the cupboard that we thought no one knew about, but everyone fucking did. Oh god, at your age, it must have been like black and white comics, right? Of like men with their dicks hanging out because you're a little bit older than I am. It was cave paintings, babe. Cave paintings, what those little <laughs> things Egyptians do, little stick men with big dicks. Well, that's my uh, heritage. <laughs> well, so what got you <laughs> off? <laughs> little hi- is it hieroglyphic? <laughs> what, pornoglyphics? Pornohieroglyphics? I don't know what I'm going, where I'm going with this one, but yeah. That's a great grinder name, though. Is that what Tut- you did? Tutton come in. <laughs> oh my God. Tutton come in. Save that one for when you do drag show. <laughs> but at that age, I was still like curious about seeing boys and like most of the images I had in my wang bank were boys and but I was like oh like in the off chance that my mum cracks the safe code for my very secretive location of where I keep these images I'll chuck a little daily sport on top (laughs) (laughs) what was worse is when the actual internet came and we started to watch online porn but we had dial up imagine your family (laughs) all that noise then oh what were the fucking dial-up noise and the porn noise? You, like, you just couldn't get away with it. Oh, in the days of pop-ups when you were trying to desperately click everything closed. <sighs> fucking yeah. hell. I, I thought, almost thought the dial-up noise sounded a bit more attractive than the <laughs> orgasm noise. Do you know what I mean? That's quite an attractive noise. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the porn industry missed out a massive... Uh, dial-up porn. <laughs> People that are into the dial-up tone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never had, like, dirty magazines. Well, I was a bit young for that. Like, I didn't have any of that. 
but I did like obviously when we got the internet I did kind of look at stuff online Um, but I was the only one that really used it in my house my family never used the internet they've never used a computer really before so I was fine I thought no one's going to look at this history no one's going to look at this history and they fucking didn't yeah I convinced my mum to have it in my room the computer just so I could do my homework sitting there tugging yourself day and night (laughs) rather than doing your homework I'm amazed it's still attached well is it is it attached (laughs) (laughs) but again again that that was early years I also worried when I first bought my first like dildo and my first (laughs) douche as well oh god douche oh my god I've got a story about a douche So I got one as well, and I I'd never used one before. I never used one before. One time I used Evian bottle. One time I used Evian bottle because I, I was so desperate. I was at my boyfriend's house, and I thought, oh my god, I really want to do stuff, and we didn't have one, so I used an Evian bottle. I've that heard, really turned him on, actually. I played Lucasay with a little nubbin. Oh my god, imagine the pain. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it was a challenge, but I I fucking did it. You never back down from a challenge. But anyway, I'm oversharing. God, what these people think? <laughs> my, my friends of this week were like, we well, learn a lot about you now, and I was like, yeah. But um, back to the douche. Back story. to the douche. Anyway, I got one of the bowl the bowl yeah, ones yeah, right yeah. so i got one of those and obviously i used to keep it like out of sight out of mind from everyone in the house and one night i was obviously i had someone over and i thought fuck it i'll use it left it and then i've got these like drawers in my um bathroom right and i went like i left it in one of the drawers and i thought nothing of it i thought i'll collect it later and i'll hide it again forgot all about it now, a couple of days later, I'm looking for it. And I think, where the fuck have I put that? And it was gone. And I said to my parents, like, you haven't thrown anything out of you. And they were like, oh, yeah, that toy. Like, I'm talking about my daughter's toys here. I'm not going to name her. But like, oh, yeah, one of your, one of her toys was in the bathroom. So we threw it out. I was like, why did you throw it out? I said, you shouldn't have thrown that out. And I thought, oh, nothing of it. I thought, do you know what? I said, I'll just leave it. I'll get a new one. About 20 minutes later, my parent, like my grandmother walks through the bedroom holding it by the nozzle, goes, is this what you're referring to? Sitting there holding the douche by, a no- by the nozzle. And I'm like, oh my God, that's been in my asshole. And then she's holding it. Which end was she holding it from? She was, well, the, she was holding the, nozzle. the nozzle. Oh, she was holding the fucking nozzle. And I thought, oh my God, what do I say? I was just like, take, take, took it off her. And I was like, don't throw stuff away in future. But that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing, and ever since then I've learned to hide it pretty well. But I thought, fuck, you know, I can't hardly say, man, that's been in my ass. Get it out of your hands, do you know what I mean? You might want to sanitise. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, I'm a very clean person. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I hate fucking douches, though. They're disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I have used it, I have tried it, it's fine. It's, no one likes them, they're not uncomfortable. It's just the challenges of being a gay man. In, yeah, in got to be careful when you do those though. Like, yeah, you, you might have a nasty accident. Do you, you know what I mean? Over douche, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't make tonight. I've over douched. <laughs> That's one for when I want to call in sick. I'm an over doucher and an over sharer. I'm an over sharer, over doucher. I've got to have a day off. <laughs> I need to heal. <laughs> oh God. But desperate times, desperate, desperate times. times. But yeah, douching's not fun. No, it's not fun. It's not. But it's... we do it. You know, the troopers that we are. Oh, but then men. it gets to the point where you just think, oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered. Like, let's just see what happens. How often are you going to change a douche? I don't. I don't know. It's not like an actual light bulb. I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually. Like a toothbrush. You got to change it every six months. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I imagine to the, or... Well, I imagine to the point <laughs> it starts to look a little stained. I don't know. I mean, you got to clean it out. Clean yourself out. 
beating the DJ. Oh my god, I'd love to give one to someone that doesn't know what one and let like put a drink in it and tell them it's a new <laughs> cup, especially one that's used if look you don't out, like them. Look out for the new Soho cocktail bar. You know what? If I opened a cocktail bar, I'd use douches as cocktail cups. They look really fun. Yeah. It's a proper gay bar, isn't it? I'd serve a, cocktail, a vodka lime soda in a douche. That'd be fucking fantastic. <laughs> You pay another £5 for it to be used. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to drink out of a used douche. Thank you very much. So that's when you start to think it's like strawberry, like orange with bits. <laughs> that's no Excuse me, this douchey drink has got pulp in it. You're like, oh. That's no strawberry daiquiri that I've ever tried. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like a mud shake vodka. Oh, God. How did we get onto the subject of dishes, <laughs> may I ask? This was meant to be about coming out. But this was, you know, the things that our parents and our family discovered of us that proved that we were not their straight white hope <laughs> for children. My, fam- my family wanted me to be a captain of a boat. <laughs> I could see a lot of semen. Yeah. And you have for many years. Though. Well, I'm a pro, you know. But I was never going to be what my family wanted me to be. I always wanted to be a singer and an actor and this and that. And Well, actually, I didn't to begin with. I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. I wanted to be a lawyer. And I had a girlfriend. Times changed. I discovered the D. Thank God for that. And then I wanted to be an actor. And I went back to drama school and I danced my way through to graduation. <laughs> and then, it, well, yeah, it went downhill from there. But... I didn't. Well, I was never going to be what they wanted to be, but you know that's fine. Now they accept me for who I am, and that's fantastic. Exactly. And all these memories, like, fine at the time, you were mortified that your parents would find this or that or whatever. And actually, at the end of the day, like, almost, it's, you feel that coming out later later on in life is just probably better because they know you as a person. And oh my god, we're getting deep again. <laughs> You're so philosophical about everything. Well, they know you as a person. They know I like to suck dick. <laughs> Fuck off. Let's not be fucking... You know, let's not beat around the bush. Is that the right term? I don't know. Bush? No, I don't know if that's the right one. But, um... <laughs> I mean, like, again, going back to nearly being cool, obviously once I'd came out and I was out and proud, there were moments when I've had, like, my boyfriends over and people don't know how to knock in this house, in my house, you know, and they just walk in and we were midway through doing things and then my parent wants to chat and I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> Sounds when they definitely knew what was going on. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely of course. knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah, they must do. Like, our parents did it as well. I mean, my mum. I'm not sure they did what I do. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Might be a bit... Maybe that's where I get slackness from, do you know what I mean? But I don't know, yeah. They said they've definitely been around the block, but maybe not as many times as I have. But I think you're right, though. One of the things about being in the closet was, like, the thrill of getting caught. And I, I know that becomes a massive king for loads of people in different ways. But I think even for, like, someone who is is not looking to do it in the same way, still, that slight fear of getting caught is a bit of a thrill seek, right? Well, I went, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, it gives you, a, like, a bit of a kick, doesn't it? The idea of getting caught. Pour me some more wine. I've got another story to tell. <laughs> um, I remember going away and I had just been away to, well, I'm not going to say where because I might incriminate myself a little bit here. But um, I went away and I was on a flight with my family and we were on the plane and I looked behind me and this, I didn't know who this boy was, but he was wearing a outfit that I recognised. When I say recognise, I mean I knew I knew the brand. <laughs> and I couldn't stop staring at him and I thought, you're really good looking. You're really good looking. I'm on a flight with my family here. They don't know I'm gay yet. 
And I thought, oh my God, you're so fit and you're going to the same place as I am. <laughs> so we got off the plane and then he was, you know, getting his bag. I was getting my bag and he said something to me. I can't remember what he said. Anyway, we went to the hotel and that night I had my own room. I didn't share my family. Of course, I didn't share my family. I was planning to be as disgusting as I wanted to be. Anyway, I went on to Grindr. I'll keep bringing it back to Grindr, but of course. And I saw him and I was like, I, which is unlike me to make the first move on anyone. I was like, hi. I said, oh, I saw you on the plane. And he was like, yeah, I saw you on the plane too. And I was like, oh, where are you staying? Anyway, we got talking. He came round, he came over to my hotel and we watched Absolutely Fabulous with a bottle of Bollinger. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. We did do bits, but we didn't have sex. Okay. We did stuff. And then we watched Ab Fab. I drank the bolly. Then I told him to fuck off. <laughs> Woke up in the morning and act like nothing had happened. Get what you want out of them and tear them fucking out. But that was a part of it for me that you like you do things like that and then you would just switch back into... Straight mode, and maybe maybe straight mode's the wrong thing, but this is another example. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to name names, but I went away with a friend. I always found him really attractive, and I think he found, well, he found me attractive too. But we were straight boys, and we always spoke about being straight, and we went away a few times, and then one, one holiday we went away, and we saw these two girls that we thought were quite good looking, and we thought, oh, God, we'll get to know them, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, that was fine. We had a few drinks, blah, blah, blah. We went back to the hotel room one night, and we just got it on. We literally got it on and it was amazing. I'm not going to lie. It was amazing. And then we woke up the next day and actually like nothing had happened. Nothing had happened. And we went back to being straight boys, seeing these girls on the holiday. Next night, we'd go back to the hotel room after a few drinks and we would do exactly <laughs> the same thing. And then we'd wake up, pretend it, it didn't happen. And this continued to go on, on and off for a couple of years after that. I mean, I've, I've not seen him for a long time now, but I, I, I don't think he's gay, but I obviously I think he's just quite a sexual person. But I obviously was, and I found him very, very attractive. And I still think he's very attractive. Obviously, we just don't really see each other anymore. Yeah. But it was funny how you can switch from being that to somebody else. I mean, I don't think, looking back, that I was kidding anyone. I think he could pass the straight. Like, and he, I think he does like women as well, but I don't. And there was no there was no disguising it. Well, I think the, what gave the game away for me more than anything wasn't the fact that I was having sex with him every single night on the holiday, was the fact that we went on a date with these two girls and one of them ordered a fish and it came on the plate, oh this big God. fish. And Your then worst the bitch came out. I was like, what is that? And then I sat like this for the rest of the night and I wouldn't look at her. I thought, I don't want to sit with you. You are disgusting. And I just was so sassy that night. I thought, oh, they know. I'm not against eating a big head, but not a fishy one. Oh, God, a fishy head. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I gave up women. Oh, um, some men have it as well. <laughs> that's true, yeah, that's true. Yeah, pull it down. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> we had mackerel for lunch. Oh, my God, it's like lifting the sheet <laughs> off a dead body. Yes, that's it. Oh, God, that is disgusting. That's a fucking turn off, isn't it? Oh, disgust! Yeah, absolutely. I don't need to be smelling your bodily functions. Sort no. yourself out. Wipe yourself up. Do you know what I mean? I don't I mean, want to smell it. That's a conversation it. for another day. But there's lots of things that go wrong down there. Massive turnoffs. Oh God, people just don't need to. You can just sort it out. Buy a pack of Femme Fresh. Do you know what I mean? Sort <laughs> yourself out, and not just for women, for men as well. But I mean, yeah. So I suppose we were going to talk about closet memories, but I suppose that was it. Really. I mean, we have been speaking about it. Yeah. Um, it was fun. I mean, I've, I definitely had some fun. Um, playing the straight boy and obviously sneaking around. I mean, but it's so much better when you're not having to hide yourself from people. Yeah. Like, it's so much nicer to, like, introduce someone to your partner, like, as, as a gay man. Like, God, like, nothing made... Me, the first time, like, I introduced them to, to my parents as well, like, 
it just like it's just a nice warm warm tingly feeling <laughs> whereabouts <laughs> I love telling everyone I've got kids but they look at me like nah I'm like yeah first one was natural <laughs> how about that the gay boy had sex with a woman I love that story you see their faces like hmm how did that work a lot of work <laughs> No, that's a lie. It wasn't a lot of work. It wasn't a lot of work. When I was seeing like women, and especially the um, mother of my child, I wasn't hiding. Um, I wasn't pretending. Like yeah. on a serious note, that that wasn't fake. Like I genuinely loved her, and I was attracted to her, and I thought she was the most beautiful person in the world. Like that, it wasn't. It wasn't an act. Don't get me wrong. I've put up some acts with other women in, over the years. I think as I got older and I started to realise who I was a little bit more, it became more difficult. But certainly in my late teens, when I was with women, it wasn't an act. You know, I, I genuinely was attracted to these people. Like, and it was nice. Like, and I, I'll never, and I really don't like it when people say to me, oh God, how did you do you were pretending? Like, I ban banter about it, but I actually never pretended in the early years. It was mainly towards, nearer towards me coming out that I, I don't even like the word pretend, but I probably kind of, put on a bit of an act you hide some of the elements of yourself yeah you do you do you do and I think as you get older and I became more headstrong and I became more certain of who I was I found it harder to hide because yeah. I became this person where I started to dress up a little bit more I dyed my hair different colours and it was a bit more, it was a bit difficult to keep up with the straight act at that point <laughs> I don't think the chinos of the girlfriend was like doing it for me like it certainly wasn't masking um anything the pink office gives it away well yeah i mean I, <laughs> this room wasn't always pink actually it was black and uh, black and pink actually at one point so yeah. but now it's like a pink palace isn't it it's like a pink palace um but what about um people like or i so let's talk about we've closet memories and we've spoke about obviously horror stories of coming out and now coming out experiences but was there anyone in particular and it doesn't have to be famous people but anyone that you looked at pre-coming out that you thought, oh my God, like I want to be like you. You inspire me to want to be the person that I am. I think there's two for me. Like one was very private and I saw them. I was like, yes, you are fabulous living your best life. That was, and this may be a bit before your time, uh, a queen, a drag queen called Divine. I know Divine. She was obviously in Hairspray and all the John Waters films as a as a slightly older man, like the, those films in the eighties. She was fantastic, and even like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, seeing like Tim Rice dressed up like in in you know, effectively in drag, like that was like God. Imagine being so comfortable about going out dressed like that. I love that outfit. I mean, I was a chubby child as well. So You're a chubby <laughs> adult. <laughs> but I just like, I would love to go dress out like that. Maybe not to my school prom, but um, I just, yeah, just really inspiring. So that was the private one, Divine, just seeing her being, and, and finding out that, you know, she was born male. <laughs> She's and, a fucking drag queen. Yeah. Of course she was born male. And I just like, I was like, God, you are fabulous. Look at you. And you are in films, like Hollywood, effectively, uh, fantastic. The other side of it, though, and I think for me, maybe eventually made it better for me, more comfortable for me to come out to my parents, is seeing the likes of Dame Edna. Oh. On TV, 
like every Saturday night doing all like the Royal Variety performance, like all these things that my my parents watched anyway. I fucking love Dame Edna, and I've been watching her so much at the moment. God rest her soul. Yeah, what, like, what a, a loss! What a loss to our to the community. What a loss to the to, to everyone actually. Completely. Like not even just the gay community or the LGBTQ plus community. Like everyone, she was an but absolute. But she's my era, and I remember watching her on TV on all these shows. My whole family sitting there watching and bursting out laughing. And not even because it was a man dressed as a woman. It was just because she was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like, I wouldn't say that they were my icons or my, you know, driving forces for wanting to come out. Because I was a little young for that. But there were people like, you know, I've, I've got people in the public eye and actually people that I know that kind of I aspire to be like a little bit but in terms of celebrities I think for me like two of the most influential people which are not it's not that they're not gay but they're gay figures fag hags shall we yeah. say is um Adina Monsoon and uh, Patsy Stone Joanna Lumley and um Jennifer Saunders, Saunders. who for me, I just looked at as a kid and I was just like, my God, I fucking love you both. Like, I love you both. And they love, they're they're all for, you know, being gay and stuff like this and that. And I I fucking loved them. It was so on the head when they created those characters. I know Patsy had, uh, was modelled after Ivana Ivana Trump. Trump. I don't know what um, Jennifer Saunders had in mind for, for Eddie, but like... Yeah, it was so on the nail for like the gay community. It was a real full Fashion, circle moment. Drinking for me. Fun and I remember being a kid and watching it and thinking, Do you know what, one day I just I just wanna be you both and then obviously when I after this was this is after I came out, I did a radio interview with Heart Radio about the the movie and I ended up like being catapulted onto it radio shows every single day about Absolutely Fabulous and about Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley. I got invited to the premiere, you know, I kind of I mixed in these circles in the end and I looked at myself and I thought, you know what, this is such a full circle moment. As a closet kid, I used to dream of being this out gay person who were friends with Patsy and Eddie <laughs> and now I am. Well, I'm not, but like, I, I, it, it just was a big and... full circle moment for me. I was like, bloody hell. Yeah. And I ended up on the radio talking about being like a massive super fan and it was fantastic, but they were massive, like, they were massive um, driving forces for me to just want to be who you fucking are. Yeah. And I loved them. I think my people in that space were absolutely fabulous. Was definitely a show that I watched and enjoyed and, and got a lot from. But maybe it was just because when I was younger, I was massively into music. Like there were the likes of, again, Madonna. Who, Ugh, oh, I, fucking hell, Madonna. I don't know. I know oh, she was no. really hypersexualized. Maybe oh. that's what it was. But I never found her attractive in the I can't stand her. But I think her music, her knowledge of producers and got I'm getting deep, but I just think she was she was really good at turning a song into a hit. She's really good at turning stomachs, that's what she's fucking good at. (laughs) Fucking hell, Madonna. I hate those sort of gays. Massive, massive icon. I I never really got kind I loved it when she got pulled off the stage and she nearly (laughs) broke her neck. See, there's a, there's a side of Madonna for everyone. Oh, face flat on the floor. Well, that's where she belongs. <laughs> oh, Madonna. No, I didn't like. I didn't. I mean, I can't stand Madonna. I didn't really like Kylie Minogue. I'm not that. I'm not that kind of fan. I went to see Kylie live. I thought it would be better than it was. It, it wasn't. She's she's pretty. She's good, but she wasn't for me. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. I, I I never really got Kylie. But again, you know, there were loads of you know pop stars in that era that did have a massive following in the gay community massive oh they still do don't they they Britney still do as well that's another one i don't really get the following for britney in the gay community gays love her oh, 
Because she's nuts. She is nuts. I do relate. <laughs> I relate. You know. We all get a little bit nuts sometimes. We all want to shave our heads and like start beating people up with baseball bats. Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> or dye our hair in pink. Um, yeah, I liked, I liked Britney. I, mean, I don't think she was a driving force for me either. I don't think music really was a driving force for me when it comes to being gay or coming out. It was more TV and actors and actresses that did it for me. But music was, yeah, it was okay. I kind yeah. of liked it, but... I kind of related to them a little bit, but they had massive followings and they had loads of gay fans. And to be honest, that turns my stomach a little bit. But sometimes those kind of celebrities who know they have a big gay following basically become like the brands who decide to push out all their rainbow coloured <laughs> materials for Pride Pride Month, right? Like they, when it suits them and when it makes them money, they'll dial it up. Yeah. Cut, actually, let's cut to present day though. Like, these people were driving forces when we were young. But, um, but there is one for me and there's one massive part of my life which still makes me so proud to be gay and l makes me proud to shag men. And that's Angelia, who sadly is now not on at the West End anymore. Um, but it was, for me, one of the, biggest and most influential things in my life in terms of just being so proud to be who you are I'd go and watch it quite a lot <laughs> quite a lot um and it was always just you just it, they just embrace being you and I'm devastated that it's not there now I was never big into musicals and you know it was only since I met you that we I started going to musicals it was strange to you the second musical we you took me to but that had such a powerful message and like on so many levels like not just female empowerment, but gay empowerment as well. I mean, it's definitely a gay musical. Yeah, 100% a gay musical. Um, and Miriam Teakley is just a dream. And I don't know what I'm going to do, not being able to see it anymore at the West End. However, it got announced that uh, 2024, the fall of 2024 will be the tour. Right, okay. So, I mean, we've got quite a while to wait, but yeah. something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Everyone's journey is different when it comes to, you know, coming out or being who you are and the time it, you know, the time you come out and when you come out and how you come out. Like everyone's different, but everyone, I think the one thing everyone has in common is everyone has people that influences their lives in that way. Everyone has their own story to tell. Everyone has their own journey. Like that's something we all have in common. They might not be the same, but everyone's got it in common. Yeah. And we talked about like do we feel that it's these people's faults that we turn gay? But I don't think it is. It's all about, like, these are the people that we looked at and we thought, fuck, that bitch is serving looks. I mean, they are they are partly to blame for me coming <laughs> out, these bitches, these influential bitches. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose, yeah, that it's not their fault, but they they certainly, like, had a hand or a foot, should I say, in kicking me out of the fucking closet, that's for sure. I've had many hands for those people. Oh, we love a handy. We love a hand. Helping hand. <laughs> Who don't love a helping hand? Yeah. Little handyman. Eat out to help out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I took that very literally. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I was with someone back then, so I was a strict one-man band, you know. <laughs> But anyway, I think we should wrap this one up. Yeah. Um, slightly more tamer one, although the smutty side of us always comes out. You know, we, that's never going to change. It's never too far away, babe. <laughs> but I suppose this was meant to be your episode, but now I'm going to pass the baton 
over to you. I might take it back this week. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> You're no controlling bitch. But we have Brighton. We are going to Brighton this weekend. Yes. So we're going to live our best gay lives in Brighton. If you're down in Brighton, we will definitely be sharing the podcast with you all. Or the cubicle. Who knows which one? <laughs> Who knows which one? Or the Depends bed. what time of night it is. On the STDs. <laughs> you bring the STD and the wine and we'll be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, thank you so much for all of the wonderful comments this week. And obviously the likes and sharing the videos really does help us. Like it's lovely when people share it on their stories and we go and view their stories and we see us on there. That's amazing. And that's happened quite a lot this week. And the, the comments have just been amazing. The inboxes have been amazing. We've been called fierce. Somebody said to me the other day that they've been in absolute stitches listening to this. And that's amazing. The the, the, the tagline on our, on our DVD would be, this is the crude podcast I didn't realise I needed in my life. Well, that's it. That's <laughs> it. And now you're stuck with me. It's a bit like one of those STDs you can't get rid of. But anyway, as always, you can follow us on RBTW Official on TikTok. Oh, did I say that right? Yeah, absolutely. You nailed that. Well done. <laughs> You've got to get something right. Got to get something right. It's about time, isn't it? It's about time. <laughs> but yeah, thanks very much, everyone. We love that you're sending us all these positive feedback. Constructive feedback as well. And we're having a fucking blast doing it. Absolutely. But yeah, let's um, crack open another bottle now and sign this off. And she will we she? Yeah, she. We will see you in the next one. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.